Hello, and welcome back to How to College First Gen. It's Jenny Botts here, and today I'm sitting down with Dr. Michael Preston to talk about student involvement. Michael is the Executive Director of the Florida Consortium of Metropolitan Research Universities, which is essentially a partnership between the University of Central Florida, the University of South Florida, and Florida International University. We'll be talking about student involvement and why it's so important for students to be engaged with their university outside of the classroom, and how being involved on campus can lead to a higher GPA, a higher likelihood of graduating, and being more employable once you graduate. So welcome, Michael, to the How to College podcast. We're so excited that you're here. To get us started, will you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, my name is Michael Preston. I'm the executive director of the Florida Consortium of Metropolitan Research Universities. I get an opportunity to work with student success programs at three major metropolitan universities, University of Central Florida, University of South Florida, and Florida International University. And most of what we do is we try to scale student success programs to allow for institutions to ramp up faster when it comes to uh, new innovations and ideas that come along. I got here a little bit from the student affairs world. So I was the director of Office of Student Involvement at the University of Central Florida prior to this role. And I'd spent about 20 odd years in student affairs. Even beyond that, I started as a a really involved student whenever I was at East Carolina University, orientation leader, student union, that sort of thing, and certainly helped me make the transition as a first-generation college student into what was going to be essentially a road to a career in higher education. So, uh, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I've, I've been married for 25 years. We have a daughter, Caroline, who is a sophomore at Mississippi State University. And so we're empty nesters as well, and we are very happy to be so. Uh, We have a lot of fun on the weekends as we get a chance to kind of date again. So it's good stuff. So tell me what you remember about your first day of college. Oh, geez. My first day of college, first off, my father dropped me off at college. As I mentioned before, I attended East Carolina University. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, He thought that... He just dropped me off at the corner with all of my stuff and that I just walked into my room. So I had no idea I had to check into a residence hall. So if you've ever been to Greenville, North Carolina, it's very hilly. And my dad had all my stuff in the back of a pickup truck. And he pulled up corner of my residence hall, Fletcher Hall at ECU, and he dropped off all my stuff. And he said, well, good luck, son. And then he drove off. And I went, but I don't know where I'm going. And I had more than just a couple of loads of stuff. I had a couple of trunks and all that sort of thing. So kind of my first day of college was really spent searching out where I get my keys to my residence hall room. I was asking people where I necessarily could store my stuff while I was trying to check in to my residence hall. Actually had a box of clothes stolen from the corner. So it was really kind of an interesting day overall. And then I had to head down. Now, these were the olden days, and I had to stand in line to do some drop ads. So I stood in line to get in front of a computer terminal where some lady who had never met me before and had no idea who I was and was not my advisor was going to help me drop a geology class that I had taken 
for some reason and swap that out for a math course that I needed to take. And so I, I can tell you as a first generation college student, it was something that was confusing. I really had to go on the kindness of strangers to get me to where I was going to go. And come to find out, I needed an ID card in order to eat. So I, um, unfortunately for me, had not stood in line to get that ID card. So I had to pay cash for my first meal at the cafeteria, which luckily I still had some left over from graduation. And then I, if I can be completely transparent, went home, my new home in my residence hall, put my head on my pillow and started to cry because my roommate had not showed up yet and I was extremely lonely. So this is, this all sounds very sad, but I look back and I go, this is really what probably got me thinking that I should work with college students and help make their transitions a little better. So I want to contrast your first day of college and you crying on your pillow to the day you graduated college and when you graduated undergrad and then you have a doctorate now, what were those graduation days like? What were you feeling on those days? Oh, geez. Well, a tremendous sense of pride because my father, who's who's no longer with us, was there and he never thought he would see one of his kids graduate from college. And then my mother was the same way. I often say that my my dad was an enlisted man in the Air Force. Uh, He got his GED. My mother, she got a job at Costco. And so here's two working class parents seeing their kid graduate from college. And I was very, very proud of the work that I had done. I, I got into the A honor roll. I was graduating as a student leader. I knew I was going to go to Southern Illinois University to be a graduate assistant in their grad program. And ultimately, you know, I ended up in a situation in which I purchased an inflatable beer mug to put on top of my mortarboard to show people that I liked beer. And that was embarrassing because I made the news that night, the local Pitt County in North Carolina news showing, look at this goofball here, not really respecting the process. So I guess you could say I went from not knowing how to do anything on my first day to my last day, thinking I was smart enough that I could do anything and it not having any consequences, but some family embarrassment followed. I was much more regal and well-behaved at my graduate and doctorate graduations, which also included my parents. They could, uh, Well, my dad had passed away by the time I got my doctorate, but during my master's program, they still couldn't believe that this son that they had raised literally from you know not being able to go to college themselves or even graduate from high school had accomplished uh, so much. So it was, felt really good, and I felt like I knew what I was doing, and I was ready to conquer the world. You've made a career out of working on a college campus and working with students. Mm -hmm. I would say most people don't know when they start college that that's even a career path. So how did you choose that? Well, by failing a lot of other careers. I went straight into student affairs from my undergrad, not necessarily because I wanted to, but because I didn't think I had many other options at the time, to be honest with you. There are two things I really explored while I was an undergrad at East Carolina. The first was I wanted to be in broadcast journalism. I wanted to be the next, you know, I'm going to say Tom Brokaw. Most of your listeners might not know who that even is, but he was a 
NBC head announcer, you know, kind of person that's at the desk that you would always watch in the evening news. And so I wanted to be that person. And I got a job actually as an assistant producer for an NBC affiliate in uh, Washington, North Carolina, where I worked for about a year producing the news. And I thought this was going to be the dream, right? I was going to go into this career and I was going to have this awesome career in broadcast journalism. And then I slowly learned that I hated this work. It was early hours. Nobody was really there to support me. I was working like editing tapes all day long and it was stressful. And honestly, the news is kind of lecherous. Like we were always trying to butt into people's business. And I didn't like that. I felt icky about it. It just wasn't for me. So I said, okay, I just watched the movie Dead Poet Society. So now I'm going to be an English teacher. I'm going to be the greatest English teacher of all time. I'm going to be like Robin Williams in there and inspire the next generation. And so I went into this whole going to be an English teacher. And I spent two weeks in a classroom and I said, that is not for me. I am not good with high school kids and I'm definitely not good with junior high kids. So I can't do that. So now I don't know what I'm going to do. So I went into April, actually, of my senior year, having no idea what I'm going to do. And I had an advisor in my life, somebody as I was engaged with the, I was student union president at the time. And my advisor, Jay Marshall, who advised the program board that I was president of, he said, you know, we've been watching you and we think that you have a great aptitude and a great opportunity to be a good student affairs professional. Have you ever thought about it? And I went, no, I've never thought about this. And he said, let me make a few calls. So he made a few calls and he came back and said that there was an opportunity at Southern Illinois University. He could get me into the program. He could get me an assistantship and, and really help me. And I'd never been to that area of the country in my life. And I just said, you know what, let's do it. So I took a leap. And I think college really gave me the confidence to do this. I took a leap of faith where I said, I'm going to go to Southern Illinois. I don't know where Carbondale, Illinois is. I think it's near St. Louis. And I'm going to just go to grad school and they're going to pay for my school and I'm going to see what happens. And well, I'm here nearly 30 years later. So I guess something pretty magical happened. But yeah, there it is. That's how I got into this world. You spend a good portion of your career working in the Office of Student Involvement, which is where I met you. So tell me what that office does. The Office of Student Involvement, we actually had a tagline and we were like, we called ourselves the place you came to get involved. And we represented all of the registered student organizations on campus. So think about if you don't know anything about college or you don't know, you know, like let's say you're at a party or something like that. You're trying to describe what this is. It's where all of the student clubs are. So everything from the Harry Potter Quidditch Club, which we had, to the I Love One Direction Club, which we had, to the college Democrats and college Republicans to the Math Honor Society, to the Nursing Honor Society, you name it, we had over 500 different organizations. So we were really excited about that kind of work. And so we built a program in which if you're a student and you wanted to get involved, we would serve as the the kind of conduit, the introduction world to help you get involved along the way. We also had a number of different major programs, which included student government, our programming board, which actually what they did is they would organize things like homecoming activities or volunteer activities on campus and off campus, alternative spring break, which is an opportunity to take a week and go to say like Chicago and volunteer in your community and get a chance to see the city. 
We also did entertainment programs. We produced concerts and comedians and had opportunities to do things like go on trips and all sorts of ways to get engaged on campus. And we oversaw that and it was a lot of fun. And we got a chance to see thousands and thousands of students participate in our program. And what we found is that engaged students really have a much easier and more more choices when it came to their careers once they graduated because engaged students become engaged employees. And that's something that we really emphasized because you can develop like different skills and opportunities to to learn and to figure out outside of the classroom what maybe you wanted to do with your career. In addition to, it was just a lot of fun. I mean, you get a chance to work a concert in which, you know, Snoop Dogg is there or Ariana Grande or somebody that we're producing that concert. I mean, our students got a chance to not only work the show, but in many times meet the artists. So that was kind of cool too. Why is it so important for a student to get involved outside of the classroom? I mean, isn't it just enough what you're learning inside the classroom? Well, inside the classroom is the most important place for you to be. Let's just be real about that. Most of what you're going to need skill-wise in terms of the technical skill to be a good employee for a company or or whatever your career is, is really a a classroom-first approach. No doubt about it. However, uh, we believe that outside of the classroom is where you spend most of your time. So the best way that you can spend that time is by developing your skills outside of the classroom through engagement and involvement. And what we allow for you to do outside of the classroom in that spare time is develop what we call those kind of employability or durable skills. Some people call them soft skills. I don't believe they're soft at all, but we help you learn things like communicating in a group, selling an idea, learning how to speak in front of an audience perhaps developing an idea in which you are able to produce a program or volunteer opportunity. These are all the kinds of skills that you're going to use in the workplace that they might not teach you inside the classroom because you're learning all of the math and science and English and all those things that you're definitely going to need. But this is almost like a way to refine those skills in a way that you can communicate them more effectively and work with your coworkers once you get into your career field. Also, we know that engaged students are more connected to their institution and they're more likely to graduate and their grades are better. Uh, On average, our students had about a half of a point higher GPA than their peers. And that can go a long way to getting into like grad school or law school. They also were more likely to attend class because they had peers who were also going to class. And I saw a lot of students would gather in clusters of engaged students who were also in the same major. So we had like a nursing club. So that student, the students who were in uh, wanting to be nurses would get together and they could talk about their classes and how to navigate them. And, and they would also exchange ideas for things like internships and all that sort of stuff. And, and so it was a great way to network and to try and build some of the kind of friendships that you would have in your career uh, moving forward. I want to make sure that I'm hearing this correctly, that being involved on campus allows me to enhance my GPA, increase my likelihood of graduating, and increase my ability to get a job. Absolutely. I mean, it all those opportunities for involvement, they go on your resume. They're part of your skill set that you're going to market uh, to potential employees. I think of it like a multivitamin for college. Like, you know, you take a multivitamin every day to enhance 
the good choices you're already making, maybe with diet and exercise, to make sure you don't miss something, like you need some extra zinc or some vitamin C or something like that. Well, involvement really helps in that same way. It's not the thing that will get you the job. It's the thing that will set you apart when you're trying to interview for the job. Because what's going to happen in many cases, you're going to be uh, with a lot of candidates who have the same qualifications from an academic perspective. But now employers are going to know what makes you interesting. And what makes you interesting are some of the ways that you spent your time outside of the classroom. And that's a great way to, to make some connections. As far as your GPA and you know overall graduation rate going up, that generally is attributed to not necessarily that we do something that makes you smarter. We do something that helps you navigate the institution better and you feel more connected. So you want to go to class and you want to graduate and you want to kind of do those things that are healthy for any student to accomplish so that they can matriculate through the college experience and then make sure that they graduate hopefully on time and ready to go into the workplace. You mentioned this earlier, but I want to circle back to this idea of community. Why is having a community as a college student so important? Well, because friends matter, don't they? Like you want to build community in anything that you do. And we know a couple of things. One, we know that students who go to college, they are better at being citizens. They vote more often. They join civic organizations. They volunteer. They attend the church or synagogue or mosque of their choice more often. You know, those types of things that we know make healthy citizens is what makes a healthy college student. And I can say that 99.9% of the friends that I made when I was in college was because of my involvement and engagement. The classroom really isn't a place to meet new friends in particular. Why? Because you're there to take your biology class and learn and then hopefully get an A or, or you know, whatever. But you're not really walking up to people going, hey, do you want to hang out after class? It's, it's a little awkward, right? Well, this helps you introduce yourself to other people who have similar interests. And so you can build that community both in a small way with like a small group of friends that has, say, the same interest in Harry Potter or, you know, country music or whatever club or organization you're a part of. But then on the other side, you feel part of a bigger community because now you kind of have this sense of pride in your institution. You're more likely to like wear the school colors and to go to the football games or basketball games or you know, go to performances on campus. And it makes you feel like, hey, this is kind of a cool place to be. I want to do my best so that my fellow students know that I'm part of this this community as well. And then it'll help you in, later in life as you're trying to kind of integrate into new communities once you have a job. What impact have you seen at the three institutions that you work with that covid and the social distancing has had on that sense of student community? Yeah, it's been negative, to, to say the least. It's, it's unfortunately, especially for you know, those students who started college in 2020. Obviously, with the world kind of came to a close in March of 2020. And, you know, my daughter is part of that generation. Uh, she graduated from high school in 2020 didn't have a prom, didn't have graduation ceremonies, did not even have really orientation to speak of. It was online, no weeks of welcome. 
And that really impacted her ability to get involved and engaged on campus. And quite frankly, going off to another state where she was going to college, she felt lonely. And it was hard to make friends. It was hard to build that community. And it was hard to feel really connected to her institution. It wasn't any fault of the institution. They were following the guidelines that were set by the CDC. And we were trying to do our best to keep people as safe as possible. But it certainly has had kind of an impact on her connection to the institution. This fall has been much better because we are much more open and there are more opportunities for engagement. She has joined some clubs and organizations and she feels much more comfortable on campus and is feeling like she's really part of that community in so much that she has met like new roommates that she's going to get a house with next year. And and she's changed her major because she's found a new love and that is fitness training. So she's getting involved in their rec center and trying to to work there. So there's a lot of like opportunities there that weren't there for her first year. And I'm afraid for many students, that's going to be an impact that's going to have kind of some echoes for a number of years as they try to figure it out. So hopefully for those of you that are going into college here real soon, we'll continue to open up a little bit more as the pandemic starts to dissipate so that you can get involved and engaged. I would say the other side of it, too, that was really difficult was that taking all of your classes online for a year and then transitioning to in-person class was really kind of difficult. My daughter and I had this conversation over Thanksgiving, and I thought it was very smart of her to recognize this. She said, you know, I was expecting in my first year classes, my core courses, to learn how it is to be a college student how to take notes in class, how to navigate the classroom, work with professors, do all those things. I didn't get a chance to do any of it. Why? Because I was online and it was a different experience. And now I went into my, what are kind of my prerequisites for my major. And I'm expected to be able to do all those things and I never learned how to do it. And so she saw a real drop off in her ability to navigate class early in the semester. She's since rebounded and kind of come back. I'm finding that for many students, that's the case. The the harsh transition to online learning and then back to in-person learning has really created a little bit of anxiety and kind of like, I'm not really ready to transition back into the classroom. And, And so their grades might be reflective of that. We don't know for sure yet because we haven't seen what the GPAs of our students are going to be this fall. But my guess is that we're going to see some students that have struggled and we need to reach out to them and help them rebound in that process. If I'm a student that's about to start college, so if I'm a senior in high school right now, how do you recommend I start getting involved on campus once I arrive? Well, lucky for you, we help you do that on our campuses. Almost any campus that I've ever been to, and that includes our community colleges. So I want to make it clear It's not just four-year institutions, but our community colleges as well do all these same things. They really engage their students and have ways that you can get involved and be engaged, whether it be, you know, a two-year or four-year institution. But a lot of things that happen on our campuses are like involvement fairs. We have a week of welcome at UCF in particular, in which we have events every single day of the week. We have concerts, we have outdoor activities, barbecues, you name it. And then we have a a kind of an involvement fair in which like hundreds of our student organizations will fill the student union. And you can walk around and talk to some of these groups. 
And what we will have there too, and almost all of our universities and community colleges have this too, are student ambassadors who will sit down with you. They'll talk to you about what your interests are and they'll help you match to student organizations that might be something that you would really enjoy. It could be based on your personality type or it could be based on your interests and hobbies. And that will be a great way to start to get involved and engaged. I will caution this. We know that some involvement is good. Too much involvement can be overwhelming. So you want to maybe start off with a club or two and get a chance to learn that. Maybe add something else a little later. If you have to work, that's also involvement, just so you know. Like being and working a job on campus gets you engaged in the campus community as well. So don't discount those opportunities and you also get paid, which is nice. But, you know, do one or two things, figure it out. And then if you want to drop something because you're not into it, that's fine. Then add something else and just kind of pick and choose and experiment. And you'll see that your engagement and your connection to the campus community goes up. If you could give a first-gen student one piece of advice, what would you give them? Oh, my, my piece of advice to a first-gen student from a fellow first-gen student would be to keep an open mind and to understand that the first few weeks are going to be a little discombobulating. So, you know, like really lean into college your first few weeks and and you'll get there. But above all else, ask questions. Ask your professors if you don't understand something. Ask your roommates or, or whoever it is. If you're living at home, you know, ask some of your family members if they've gone to college about their experience. Don't be afraid to stop somebody on campus and ask for directions. Go by the student union or the registrar's office and ask about if you don't understand some process. Students have a tendency to sometimes be shy about if I, if I don't know what I'm doing, then I'm going to be embarrassed by that whole process. And really, we've all been there. I even to this day, if I walk onto a new campus, I don't know where I'm going and I'm nearly 50. So, you know, like I'm not... I'm not too shy to stop a student and just be like, you know, hey, how do I get to the student union or how do I get to this office? I have never once in my experience ever had anyone say, take a leap, go go away. I don't want to talk to you right now. Every single time I ask somebody, they are happy to point me in the right direction or help me get where I need to be or answer my question. And the same is going to be true for you. So ask those questions, be open to the idea that it's going to be a little uncomfortable early on, but you'll learn and you'll grow and you're going to be just fine in the long run. Michael, thank you so much for joining us today and taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to some of our listeners about how to do college. Thank you. It's been a walk down memory lane. There's so much more left on the table. We might have to do this again. Thanks again to today's guest, Dr. Michael Preston, for sharing his expertise with our audience. And thank you for turning in to How to College for Forced Gens. After listening to our guests, you can see that being involved on campus has many more benefits other than just being fun. Hopefully, you've also learned what the Office of Student Involvement or the Office of Campus Activity does on your campus and how to reach out to them. If you'd like to shoot me a message about other guests you'd like to hear from or topics you want me to investigate, reach out to me on our social media at How to College First Gen. Can't wait until our next chat.